This might sound a bit extreme to be coming up with these kind of theories, the second episode of Bluey, when I really don't know anything about the show at all. But I think Bandit has experienced some kind of trauma at a hospital. And I have two theories we'll talk about in length during this episode, but I will briefly mention them right here. The first is that Bandit's grandpa had Alzheimer's. And the second is that Keely and Bandit had some kind of stillbirth or miscarriage before the girls were born. Some introduction, huh? Well, let's begin. Hello and welcome to Obsession Bluey, a podcast where I, Jonathan, talk about the things that I'm obsessed with. And for this season, season one, I am talking about the hit Australian children's show, Bluey. I can't wait to keep talking about this, so join me and become obsessed with me. The short recap is that Bandit's back starts to hurt when he's playing a game with Bingo. And he asks to play a game where he can just sit and lie there. And the girl suggests hospital. So Bandit is led into his room by his lovely and kind nurse, Bingo, and an obnoxious, very busy doctor in Bluey. They both find out that he has a cat in his belly, and they need to do an immediate surgery to get it out. Oh my gosh, what a brilliant concept for an episode. I love this. So the episode starts off with a game Bandit calls Mountain Climber. I mean, it's not really climbing, it's not really called anything, but this is kind of like what my name is for it. So Bingo climbs up her dad's legs to his belly, to his chest, and finally reaches the pinnacle of sitting on Bandit's nose. She made it. I don't know what kind of bones exist in a dog's nose, but Bandit must have a pretty strong nose. Bingo must be somewhere between, you know, like five and 10 pounds and sitting on top of her dad's nose like that proves that Bandit has some kind of dad strength in his nose. It's actually kind of impressive. I don't know if he does like push-ups with his nose or works out his nose or something. But the dude's got some strength in his nose. But the camera pans to the left a little bit and Bluey walks into the frame, smiling and wagging her tail because her sister made it to the top. But it's getting windy. It's getting windy, Bandit starts to say. He starts to shake and tumbles, bingo, right off her nose onto the ground as Bluey yells, look out below. He also does one of those famous dad twirls when bingo is on her way down to the ground off her dad's nose. It's where as her dad is holding her hand, she just flips in midair. I feel like anytime your dad has you by both of the hands like that, it always happens. I talked about this in previous episodes, but I think one of the things that makes Bluey such an effectively brilliant show is the small details that animators decide to put in. And this little flip is pretty much unnecessary. It probably took an extra few hours or even days to animate rather than Bingo just coming down off his nose. But it adds so much personability and personality to the scene. It adds so much relatability. The next few moments keep adding that relatability as well. Bingo hits the floor and yells, again, again, her sister, Bluey, yells, do that to me. And Bandit groans and grabs his back and says, oh man, is there some game where I can lie really still on this comfy bed or something? Every one of these phrases is far too relatable. Quick shout out to the writers of the show for capturing this so well. I don't think there's a limited amount of times that a kid would want to play a game. I honestly think that sometimes if adults did not end the game that they play with their children, then the games would never end. There is something in a kid 
I can keep doing the same fun activity with their parents over and over and over again. I find this pretty true with all my nieces and nephews. Take this game I was playing with one of them the other day. I had my legs crossed and I was talking to some of my siblings on the couch when my nephew straddles my foot and wants me to lift him up, up and down, which is brutal. That's a brutal leg workout. But I start to lift him up and as he tries to hold on, we make a horse riding game out of it. I see how long he could hold on as the bucking Bronco goes up and down, trying to buck him off. If he manages to hold on for more than a few seconds, I launch him up into the couch cushions next to me. It was for sure a leg workout. My legs were burning. (laughs) My quads were on fire, but it was a pretty fun game. I mean, for for the first few times, I got a few great giggles of excitement. I just got to bond with my nephew, but he did not want the game to stop. After a few times, I said, Mace, I need to rest my leg just a little bit. The brucking Bronco is a little bit tired, which was absolutely true. My leg was starting to get pretty sore from flinging him off onto the cushions. But there's no doubt in my mind that he could have kept on playing that game for the rest of the night till eventually he would have just fallen asleep on the bucking Bronco on one of his turns. Then as I was doing it, some of my other nieces and nephews walk in and see the fun that Mason is having and they ask if they can have a turn, just like Bluey asked for a turn. And most of them weigh significantly more than their younger sibling and cousin. So I made an excuse just like Bandit that my leg was super tired and I was going to take a break for a little bit. After some O's of disappointment, they ran into another room and quickly forgot as they started to play with each other again. So this one scene from the intro to the episode is incredibly relatable. When Bandit asks if there is a game that they can play where he can just lie around on nice cushions, Bluey and Bandit, while wagging their tails, which is a super cute animation, they suggest hospital. Bandit, who has been rubbing his back with his eyes closed, which again is far too relatable because I can just pick up one of my nieces and nephews and tweak something in my back, and I've done that numerous times. Ugh, the body just starts to deteriorate when you're 30 years old. I am feeling that. I cannot recover from injuries so quick, and I get injured a heck of a lot more. It's not very fun. But there's an interesting thing that happens in the scene that is the start of my theory that either Bandit's grandpa had Alzheimer's or that Bandit and Keely had some kind of birthing issue before the girls. When the girls suggest hospital in unison, Bandit springs open his eyes and groans. Ugh, not hospital. At first, when I rewatched the scene, the moment where Bandit is talking and asking if they can play a game, where he just lies around on cushions or something, it sounds like he is leading his daughters right into a trap where they can play hospital. It, um, it almost sounds like he wants to play hospital. Feels like Bandit is just leading them to play a game so that he can just lie there. But the genuinely surprised look that Bandit has when the girl suggests hospital seemed to dispel the idea that Bandit wanted to play that game in the first place. I'm sure they have another game where Bandit just lies there that, I mean, he probably hoped they would play that game rather than hospital. But as the girl suggests hospital, Bandit shoots his eyes open and looks genuinely exasperated to have to play hospital, which begs the question, why? If it's a game where he just lies there and doesn't do much, why would he not want to play it? Those are my favorite games. There's something going on here. There's something a little deeper. Again, it could be like we talked about in the first episode that Bandit is just the world's greatest actor. 
And that's a very real possibility, to be honest. He shows how good he is in the rest of the episode. But I think that Bandit has experienced some kind of trauma at a hospital that makes him not like playing that game. But he sacrifices his trauma for his daughters because his daughters like it. But we'll get to my theories in a bit. So Bluey introduces the episode and says that it's called Hospital. And as one more side note before we actually get into the episode, one of my favorite things I mentioned in the four things I noticed section of the last podcast was that Peppa Pig seems to be in one of the shots. And it seems Peppa makes another appearance in this episode. Although it looks a bit more abstract of a Peppa, there is a drawing of a pig on a chalkboard pineapple in the kitchen. I feel like this is where they write their grocery list or something. I'm just saying it seems like a call out to that show and I'm not sure if there are any others in the episodes of Bluey coming up, but I'm looking forward to seeing if there are. The episode then moves on with Bandit and Bingo walking into the living room. I'm not sure what the room layout is yet, but I want to say that they're now in the living room. Um, Bingo, she shows her dad, the patient, into the room and asks him to please lie here while pointing to two cushions on the ground in the middle of the room. There are also two stools behind the cushions. So Bandit begins to walk toward the cushions and thanks the doctor for showing him where he needs to be. Pinko quickly corrects Bandit and says, No, I'm the nurse. An apology ensues as Bandit says what his name is. And because it's make-believe, he says that his name is Telemachus. We need to talk about this. Bandit already seems to have a pretty exaggerated imagination, but why on earth would he choose this name? It could be Chance. Honestly, the more I think about it, the more I think that it might have been Chance. There is a theory out there that the writer of the show, that the writer of this specific episode, just liked the character in another show called Telemachus and chose to put that name in there for kicks and giggles. That is more likely the, the right theory, I think. But I want to propose another one in a few minutes after Bandit says another line. So hold on to this thought because I'm going to come back to it. There are a few moments of just fun and make-believe and play between Bingo and Bandit or Telemachus. So far, I really love the relationship that Bandit and Bingo have with each other. It's probably one of my favorite things about the show so far. And this episode really makes that shine a bit more. Bingo is for sure playing a character of a loving nurse, but she really shows how she takes care of people really well and is especially loving toward her dad. It's really touching. There's even just one small moment after Bandit says what his name is, Telemachus, and Bingo goes over to a remote on the ground and says to him, in perfect pronunciation, this will make the bed go up and down, Telemachus. It shows how well she listens to him, that she knows exactly what his name is and how to say it because she was keyed in on what her dad says. And it's the small things like that that can make a huge difference, especially when you meet someone for the first time. I often will hear someone's name when I meet them. I'll get in a short conversation with them and forget all about what their name was, but I am working on that. I remind myself during the conversation what their name is and remember to say goodbye to them using their name because it really has impacted me whenever people do that for me. But anyway, Bingo, the nurse, shows Bandit Telemachus how to make the bed recline and decline without, or with this remote that she has. This button makes the legs go up and Bandit grabs the top cushion where his head is resting and yanks it up. 
Oops, wrong button. Sorry, dear, Bingo says. And she clicks the other one and Bandit grabs the bottom cushion with his other arm and lifts it slightly. Bingo giggles. Um, Bandit is just such a great spontaneous thinker. Picking the wrong cushion up was just something he knew to do to make his daughter laugh a little bit. It's just really endearing. But Bingo continues. Now don't worry, she says. We're going to make you feel all better. As she pets her dad on the head. Bandit, in response, says, Oh, good. I'm actually a bit nervous at hospitals. Full pause. This is the line that we need to talk about. I know most of you are going to think I'm outside my own mind thinking that there is this much weight to a single line, but this is where my first theory that Bandit's grandpa had Alzheimer's comes from. Okay, hear me out. Telemachus is a character in Greek mythology. He's the son of Odysseus and Penelope, and his story is that he searches for his lost father. Now, I was sitting in my bed last night thinking about this episode, and my initial thought was that Bandit's own dad might have been lost, and Bandit had to continually visit the hospital, nervous that his own dad might not remember who he was that day. But a quick search on my phone last night confirmed that Bandit does have a dad in this show, Bob. (laughs) I guess that's an Australian phrase for grandpa or something. We'll find out. I don't know yet. Anyway, anyway, Bob seems to be his biological father. So my theory that Bandit's own dad had Alzheimer's kind of fell apart. But the reason I kind of think it might have been the grandpa was because Bandit saw the fear that his own father had whenever he would walk into the hospital to visit Bandit's grandpa. Maybe he was in the hospital, not able to remember the people who came to visit him because he had Alzheimer's. And the whole Telemachus nickname is because Bandit's dad, Bob, he was searching for his lost father. It just seems like such an appropriate analogy for someone trying to reach out to someone who can't remember you. That the person is lost, and every time you go back to visit that person, they don't know who you are, and you just try to get that person to remember you. To remember your family, all the good things and all the good memories that you have together. You try to help that person find their way. I think there's an argument to be made that this is the reason that Bandit chose that name. The reason that he's nervous at hospitals is because he saw the hurt and pain his own father had while at the hospital and just never had good association with places like that. I was just talking to someone yesterday about Alzheimer's and honestly, both of us agreed that it might be one of the more terrifying diseases to get. To not be able to remember your life and when the person devolves even more, it's just, it's a burden for the person. It's not so much a burden per, for the person going through it, but it is a burden for the family. It's difficult for the family. I mean, think about it. With so many fond memories of someone, just to see that person slowly forget all those things and become a different person. There are beautiful stories of love and comfort when it comes to this disease. And there are people out there enduring this and choosing to love their family members well in the midst of these situations, but it does not make it any less difficult to have to go through something like that as a family. So it might be a stretch. I kind of think this theory is a bit of a stretch myself, but there are some signs that point to it. I'm curious if we'll get any other lines in the rest of the season that might hint at something like that. And I will jump all over those because I think this theory is really interesting. We'll talk about some of my other uh, theories in a minute too, after Bandit says another line. 
So we'll wait till we get to that. But Bingo assures her patient here though. There's no need to be nervous, she says as she pats his forehead. A genuinely beautiful moment of comfort. Bingo is the real MVP in this episode, just like she was in the last one. She's, she's my favorite character so far. But there's an abrupt halt to this comfort as Bluey says quite loudly, Hello, I'm the doctor. Adults everywhere smile at this one, knowing that sometimes the idea that doctors are these loud, obnoxious people and nurses are the quiet, comforting ones is all too true. It's also true in the reverse. It's not first-time experiences I've had. It just depends on the person. Um, but Bandit, he spits out the thermometer that Bingo puts in his mouth when Bluey says, Hello! And he starts to introduce himself. But he doesn't get very far before Bluey yells, Sting! And pricks her dad with what looks like an eraser. I'm actually not too sure what it is at this point, but an eraser is the best that I've got. And in comes Bingo to save the day again. Gosh, I love this kid. She goes over to Bluey. Excuse me, Dr. Bluey. Just where Dr. Bluey pricked him with the needle. She pats him <laughs> right where uh, the doctor pricked him and put a Band-Aid on it and spoke some comforting words of assurance to her dad, Telemachus. Oh, brave boy, she says. And this is kind of like a funny call out to the fact that they're dogs. And we always call dogs good boy. <laughs> I feel like there is no intent in this one. And it just shows uh, that how Bingo is being super comforting and loving. But I make meaning out of everything in this show, I guess. Bandit questions why Dr. Bluey gave him the needle before asking him what the matter was. And the reason. Because Bluey is very busy. Doctors. Ay, ay, ay. Now, what's up? Bluey says as she taps her dad's hand like she's in a hurry. Very good acting by her also, I might point out. I love how both of them just have no shame in their acting performances and their make-believe. It's just a fun thing to see that. Uh, it's a fun thing when kids do that. I really like it. So Bandit, uh, excuse me, Telemachus, then proceeds to tell the doctor what is the matter with him. His belly hurts. Dr. Bluey grabs her stethoscope and asks, do you have a baby in there? Bluey looks concerned at this moment and says, no, I don't think so. But Bluey is a doctor, and a doctor always knows what's up. So she commands Bingo, the nurse, to do an x-ray on the big blue guy. <laughs> I love that uh, Bluey just keeps calling her dad the big blue guy in this episode. We're going to talk about this in a second. I think that she's acting as a foil for Bingo in this whole character, in this whole episode, but we'll talk about that in a bit. So she says she wants an x-ray done on the big blue guy because she thinks that there's a baby in there. Bingo wags her tail, which is, again, the cutest thing in these episodes. I love it just a fun indicator along with the facial expressions of how much fun they're having and how they're just enjoying the moment of play with each other. But Bingo obediently says, yes, doctor, and runs over to grab her x-ray machine, a shoebox from what it appears. Telemachus then pleads with the doctor just a bit longer and says that he really doesn't think that there's a baby in there. But before he can finish the doc, the, the sentence, the uh, doctor sting pricks him with the needle eraser again which seems to put Bandit in a genuine amount of pain. It was like a punch in the gut that he wasn't expecting. Good grief, Telemachus says. She sure does like her needles. And in prances Nurse Bingo to comfort this ailing man. 
Don't worry, sweetie, she says. It's all to make you feel better. She takes the x-ray, runs off to her table with her crayons, and says the x-ray will be ready in a jiffy. Finally, Telemachus can relax on the cushions. But, of course, the doctor comes back running behind Telemachus just as he closes his eyes and yells, I'm back! Sting! (laughs) This was one of the many moments that just kind of, I like just cackle laughed at this moment. I don't know what it is, but it was just, it was an expected moment. Like I knew this was going to happen, but it's just such good comedic timing. I just could not help but laugh here. I love that Bluey 2 knows how to make an entrance. Oh, it was a really good moment of the show. Bandit, though, he seems to leave character for just a second and ask Bluey, I mean, Doctor, if that can be the last needle, please. Nope, Bluey says, just as Bingo comes in with an x-ray. Dr. Bluey walks around the cushions, ripping off Telemachus's band-aid as she does more pain. This girl really likes inflicting pain on her dad. It's pretty hilarious so far, but we've got to keep an eye out for these girls. Dr. Bluey looks at the x-ray and hears the news that no one ever wants to hear. Oh, this does not look good. They come to discover that Telemachus has a cat Not a possum. No, it's not a possum as they thought it was. In his belly. Bandit wonders how it got in there when the camera switches to a close-up of Bandit and Bingo. And this shot made me pause for a while because it's just hilarious, but it's also really confusing at the same time. The camera does a slow zoom in on Bandit and Bingo while Bingo asks, Did you eat one? And Bandit shouts, No! I love, I love, you know, like I love working with cameras um, and I love cinematography. And anytime you have a slow pull-in shot like that or a push-in, the director is trying to make the scene a bit more dramatic. Usually there's a good amount of tension in the scene. And this is kind of like just a good filming technique that can ramp up the drama even more. But there is nothing really that dramatic about the scene where Bingo asks if he ate one. So either I'm missing something where there's some hidden meaning behind this all, or it's just a funny moment where Bingo is honestly being really caring and loving and gentle with Bandit, and the animator is one of the key in on that. But it's for sure not a moment I expected to have a shot like that. It was just kind of bizarre to me, but I'm here for it. I kind of liked it. So Dr. Bluey explains, like an actual professional doctor, that they're not sure how cats normally get into bellies, but the theory is that they come through the belly button They make a slide through the belly button, and when you're sleeping, they just slide right in there, you know? (laughs) These little Australian phrases and these little, like, oh, this little, yeah, all this language just makes me laugh. I love them so far. Um, But the doctor says they need to have an immediate surgery and that they'll have to operate. Dr. Bluey throws a magazine on Telemachus' nose to distract him, but Telemachus is nervous that they're, they're not going to put him to sleep. So the doctor asks the nurse to put this big blue guy to sleep and in steps the gentle, loving nurse, Bingo. Just, ah, Bingo, she's just the best. And it's important to note too, that part of this is that Bingo keeps saying Telemachus' name right and Bluey just keeps calling him the big blue guy. I know this is them acting out parts, but the part that Bingo is playing is caring, gentle, and a loving person. And the person Bluey is playing is pushy and quick and abrupt. 
This kind of showed in the first episode as well, but I'm really curious to see how this plays out in the rest of the series. And if they are just playing character roles or if these character traits will actually show up in who these two girls are. But Telemachus falls asleep and Bluey takes the opportunity to give him another needle. Absolutely hilarious part. <laughs> when Bandit breaks character and commands his daughter with a pointed finger, no more needles, fine. Bluey says as she gets back to work using her kitchen mixer to cut Telemachus open. After a bit of pain, again, the pain thing that these girls are inflicting on their dad is simultaneously cute but kind of alarming at the same time. Dr. Bluey cuts Telemachus open and reaches down and thinks she has the cat when all of a sudden she pulls out an octopus. Maybe just signifying the intestines, which is legitimately hilarious. The surgery is going rough so far. And when she pulls out the octopus, Bingo rightly tells the doctor that it's not a cat, it's an octopus. And she thinks that it's supposed to be back in his belly. So the doctor shoves the octopus back in, or tries. There's absolute chaos trying to get this thing back into Lemix's belly because it won't go in. There are too many tentacles, you know, but finally it gets back in after some pounding with a remote that makes the bed go up and down. And finally, Dr. Bluey spots the cat, but she's got to whack it with something. So she grabs a rubber hammer and just starts smacking Telemachus's belly. She grabs something, looks and yells, I think I got its tail. She grunts and Bingo starts to yell a little bit in anticipation that the cat is coming out, but the cat bites her. In steps the loving, gentle and kind Bingo again. You poor thing, she says, as she puts a bandaid on Dr. Bluey's hand. But the news goes from bad to worse. The cat is not going anywhere. And the doctor tells Bingo that she better wake that big blue guy up and tell him. Then the second zoom in shot that's supposed to cause a bit of drama happens. And this one actually works really effectively. Bingo looks concerned and says, but you mean we can't make him feel any better? And the push in with the camera makes it seem like Bingo is actually concerned with her dad in this moment and not just playing a part. I'm gonna talk about this more um, during the theme section of this episode, but she's just a wonderful person at this point. Oh, she has so many great qualities. Dr. Bluey lets the big blue guy know that there's nothing that they can do and that the cat just won't come out. Okay, here's where my second theory comes from. Bandit in this moment looks sad. He moves his eyes and it almost looks like he pulls out of character for a moment. He says, oh, I see. And he says it with what appears to be genuine sadness. I'm very curious if he's remembering some kind of traumatic event that might have happened with him and might have happened with Keeley. Maybe it was some kind of stillborn or miscarriage or something. I know it might be a stretch from this one line, but I would love to know what people who have had miscarriages think of this scene. How do they interpret it? Again, this is the brilliance of Bluey, or maybe just the insanity of me. If you watch this episode as a kid, everything is just really fun and funny. Bandit looks sad because the surgery didn't work in the game. But as an adult, or probably just as me, because I'm insane, there's meaning in everything in this show. I see a moment like that, and I want to know the backstory. 
I think there might be some real hurt and pain that Bandit and Keeley experienced at a hospital, which is probably why Bandit didn't want to go play the game in the first place. Traumatic events like that can sometimes take a really long time to heal from, and sometimes never heal at all. Sometimes a single step or a smell or a taste can send you back to a moment instantaneously. And this is a great thing when reminiscing on good moments in your life. There are certain scents that I associate with really great memories. The smell of the smell of pine, it makes me think about summer. You know, like I just had summer vacation with my family and we would spend it in the Adirondacks. So anytime I catch a whiff of pine, it just brings me back there immediately. It's a great memory. The smell of fresh grass brings me back to the time when I would chase after my dad and the lines he made with the lawnmower when I was a kid. And recently, the uh, smell of cherries has been sending me into all sorts of nostalgia. But sometimes those smells and those sensations can bring back really hurtful memories. And it can happen so unexpectedly that panic attacks happen in the midst of it. I'm not really sure how to overcome those, to be honest. But I think Inside Out gives me a good model, at least personally. A little Pixar movie that shows it's not bad and that we should not feel afraid to be sad in those moments. That sadness can transform our memories into something that brings us strength and lets us process and heal. Give things proper time. Mourn over things that you should mourn over. (laughs) And I'm getting all this from one little line where Banda says, oh, I see. So there's that. But anyway, Dr. Bluey can't do anything. So she leaves to see her other patients. To Telemachus's shock. Telemachus is really sad because he thought he was going to feel better and Bingo again does an insanely good job of comforting him. She just grabs his hand and comforts him. Leave it to me, she says, as she runs back to the x-ray station. The scene cuts to Bluey, seeing her other patients when Bingo runs in and shows the doctor something on the x-ray that they missed before. I didn't see this before, she says, as the camera is on Bingo alone, wagging her tail, looking extremely proud that she convinced this doctor to see the patient again. They walk back into the room, and the doctor says, Hey, big blue guy. While Bandit corrects the doctor and says his name is Telemachus. They tell him that something else came up on the x-ray. Telemachus looks at it and says, is that a pot plant? (laughs) Which is hilarious. I love plants and I'm going to talk more about that in the things that I notice section. But no, it's not a plant. It's a mouse, which is great news because that means that the cat just ran into his belly to chase after the mouse. So all they need to do is lure the mouse out with some cheese and the cat will come out as well. A really fun camera animated scene because every character has a different idea that fits into the plant and it just pans all over the place to each character when they come up with the idea. So they stick a piece of cheese tied onto a string right over Telemachus' mouth. And wouldn't you know it, the mouse shoots out and out comes a cat as well. Telemachus feels all better and thanks the doctor and then gives a true thank you to the nurse for being so kind and compassionate. Another slower but more effective camera push-in happens here. I think it signifies that he's actually very thankful for Nurse Bingo here. As he gets up off the cushion and says he'll be on his way, the doctor says there is one more thing. What's that? Sting! And Bluey pricks him right in the bum with her needle eraser. (laughs) 
and the music just goes all the wild and happy. It's it's a uh, very rem reminiscent, as I've seen other fans note, of the soundtrack to Pixar's animated short Knickknack. It's a phenomenal soundtrack. But boy, what an end to the episode. Each episode, I'm going to be talking about four things that I noticed in the episode. Four because there are four members of the family. But these aren't the most important parts of the show, but they're just things that I really liked. So here we go. The first thing is something that I noticed in the first episode. And the very first thing that actually pulled me into the show in the first place. It's the intro song. It's just happy and joyful. The dance moves are excellent. And it seems like they're playing some kind of freeze dance tag kind of thing. When the music stops, the person who is still dancing loses and just has to sit on the side. Mom loses first. Dad loses next. Bingo after that. And Bluey. It's just an incredible opener to the show. And it shows a family who knows how to have fun and enjoy themselves around each other. Something that I, I want. It's... it's I feel like it's just something that everyone wants, which is why the show is probably so popular. So far as parents, Bingo and Keely are unattainable, but they're relatable and it gives something to strive after, I think, as parents. They're good models for parenting and this show is from the fun little introduction of the show. Just a small little thing. Number two, mom is not in this episode at all. It's the only, I mean, it's only the second episode, but it was an interesting choice. I'm not... I'm probably, I'm sure that mom was just working again, which is furthering and confirming my theory that this isn't just a typical traditional dad works and mom stays at home kind of family, but it was a bold choice, but I, I think it's an interesting choice. I kind of like it so far. This show is just so, this show is just so freaking good. Number three, I'm going to talk about this one on some future episodes as well, but Bandit is, he's a really great girl dad. He's gentle and he plays with them really well and just seems to be really happy with his two daughters. He doesn't seem put off that he doesn't have a son or anything and he just seems to content to play with his daughters all day. And when I see a good girl dad in my community or my family, it just makes me really, really happy. Number four, plants. Oh, let's talk about plants. The Healer family is a plant family. I will likely be noting this in future episodes as well, but in the opening shot of Bingo, climbing Bandit, there is a pothos plant sitting on the top of their kitchen cabinets. And there's two things about this that show me they know what they're doing with plants. They're not fake plants. The first is that pothos can grow anywhere. The top of a cabin is not the best place for a plant in general to grow because it doesn't get a lot of light up there. But the parents seem to know this and they know that a pothos plant can handle low light. So that's where they put it. So they already know like plant maintenance. The second reason I know they're a good plant family is because they're actually propagating this plant. It's not sitting in soil, it's sitting in a glass vase of water, which means they, they took a clipping from somewhere Maybe another plant of their own, and they are letting it grow roots in the water so that it can eventually be potted. I will be talking about the plants that I see in the healer house all the time. So I'm obsessed not only with Bluey, but also house plants. 
Let's talk about the theme of this episode. I think the major theme of this episode of Bluey is compassion. And Bingo is the MVP again of this episode. Bingo is the character who really takes care of Bandit the best. And to show that off even more, Bluey becomes a foil, or a character who has the opposite traits in order to better highlight the traits of Bingo. So Bluey is essentially someone that acts the way she does in the episode to greater contrast and make Bingo look even better. But even if Bluey didn't do that, I'd still be impressed with Bingo. Bingo is just genuine. She's a genuine, loving, gentle person. And the show is kind of urging the watchers to have compassion, just like Bingo. To not rush around all the time like Bluey. The parts of Bluey that are most highlighted in this episode are the fun parts. And if Bluey didn't have the sting bit for her, she would probably just seem kind of cold. But they put that in there to show that it's a great thing to have fun, but it's a better thing to show compassion to people, to ask what their name is and to remember it. Bingo so far has taught me the two lessons that are coming from the first two episodes. In episode one, it was to be inclusive. And now it's to show compassion. So thank you, Bingo, for teaching me this lesson. I will seek to live with more compassion toward other people. Even when I'm in a rush and I need to get somewhere. Even if I have hundreds of things to do and very little time to do it. I'm going to sit with a person in their pain and in their hurt rather than focus on things that I need to do. Because honestly, the older that I get, the more I realize that the world will keep on spinning without me. That the things that I need to get done are not nearly as important as being with other people. This is a hard lesson for me to learn and one that I need to keep working at. But it's why I think going on walks or having tea, these are vital things to do. To take a break from your busy schedule just to do nothing. To realize that the world will keep on spinning and we don't have to get caught up in its cycle. Well, we do. But (laughs) we would die if we didn't do that literally. Uh, But figuratively, you know what I'm talking about. It's better to realize the world will function without you. And that's okay. That sometimes it's much better, much healthier to escape the chaos and live your life with other people. To live your life loving other people. I saw this quote the other day that I'm probably going to butcher but it was something to the effect of one of my favorite things is that multiple times a day, we need to immediately stop what we are doing just to sit and eat food. This is a good reminder to us to not prioritize things over people, to not feel like we have to rush out to the next thing so quickly, to enjoy this life that we have now because it's short. As Mary Oliver puts it, Tell me what it is you plan to do with your one wild and precious life. Every episode, I'm also going to try to share a story that this um, episode of Bluey sparked in my own memory. Because I've found that as I'm watching Bluey, I have all these floods of memories coming back to me. And this one, this episode brought back... um, me visiting my aunt Sis in a nursing home when I was young. 
I was just about to talk. I was, I was honestly just talking about this woman with my family. I did not know her all too well because she did pass away when I was somewhat young. But my family said that she was an amazing woman. We'd go visit her maybe once every week or so. I don't really remember, but I do remember one time when she offered us these sugar-free, um, <laughs> these sugar-free soft caramel candies. I honestly don't know why I remember that they were sugar-free. Actually, I kind of do. I remember telling myself I'm never eating these sugar-free candies again because they just weren't that good and I had a terrible experience with them. I remember popping one into my mouth, opening the next one, popping that into my mouth before I finished the first, popping the next one in my mouth. I don't remember how many I had in my mouth, but I remember it was hard to chew them. And the more that I chewed on them, the, the more soft and stuck they would get in my teeth and in my mouth. <laughs> we were there for maybe 30 minutes that time. And for the entire time, I remember chewing and trying to swallow these caramel candies in my mouth. It was brutal. <laughs> but I also remember my aunt sis looking at me every once in a while and smiling. Like she knew I was struggling. <laughs> she knew I was struggling eating these candies. And she just kind of humored me. I hope that moment had, had brought her a little joy. I hope that when we left, you kept giggling to yourself by your grandnephew who ate too many of your soft caramel sugar-free candies. And that you remember that he couldn't chew or open his mouth because of it. I wish now that I knew you when I was older and could visit you more. So this episode goes out to you, Aunt Sis. I wish I knew you better. And thank you, Bingo, again, for teaching me about compassion. It's something I need to grow in. And you are showing me how to truly love and prioritize other people. Anyway, I'll be seeing you. Thanks again for listening to this episode. I encourage you, if you have listened to this, rate it what you think it deserves. Ones and five stars are welcome. I would love some reviews too and some feedback on what you think is good or what you think needs to improve in this podcast. I'm very open to suggestions. Um, so let me know what you think. If you want to support me right now, just give me a review or a rating or something like that. I'm working on getting some Patreon stuff and some social media channels going too that will fuel the fire of our collective obsession with this children's show, Bluey. Thank you so much for listening. It means, honestly, it means the world to me.